it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Julio Rodriguez, and this is the Lookout Landing Podcast. Hello and welcome to an emergency episode of the Lookout Landing Podcast. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, I'm Kate Bruiser, the managing editor of Lookout Landing, and I'm joined in this emergency podcast by John Troopin and Isabel Manassian, who are the only staff members I could strong arm into talking about this on a Sunday evening slash afternoon uh, after what has been what can kindly be described as a shit show of a day. Hello. How are you, friends? Reeling, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty shook. I mean, not not astonished in the sense of what is actually, you know, what the content is, but shocked that we got it like this. Yeah. Yeah. To be clear, I don't think any of us are surprised by what he said. Uh, but are instead really baffled that he said it so freely. I am, I mean, it. I, I go back and forth between feeling, like, shocked that, I'm not shocked, honestly. I'm not shocked that Mather said it. I'm not shocked he had these feelings. Um, I'm not shocked that he, as somebody who's never experienced consequences for his actions, starting from when he sexually harassed women and didn't lose his job for it, uh, and just had to go to sensitivity training, which apparently didn't stick. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I hope the Mariners can get their money back on that one. I am not shocked about that. I'm not shocked about the fact that in speaking to a, a coterie of wealthy 
philanthropists from the Bellevue Rotary Club, who I really feel like should probably be excluded from this narrative. Like these are these are people who are just having their rotary breakfast. And yes, in a lot of ways, they represent the ruling class among us. Um, and Mather felt like he was talking to peers. And that's why he felt safe in saying a lot of the things that he did. So am I shocked about that? No. Um, what I am shocked about is that the Mariners who tend to run a very tight PR system to the point where they won't, they don't clear their people to talk to us. We have to go through their whole, like if we approach someone directly, we're, we're routed through their PR system and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes we get what we want and sometimes we, we do not. Um, I'm shocked about this breakdown on their end because they keep a tight lid on this. They know who Mather is. They have him in their workplace every day. If you knew he was doing this, why in the world did you not have somebody who was there to cut his mic? That's what I'm shocked about. I have to believe that this was such a small potato, small potatoes doing this as a favor to a friend or to someone that it did not even cross their desks. Something he's something he's done in previous years, apparently. I mean, I got the sense from watching the video that he this is something that's happened before. He's he's visited with them. Um, some of them, some of the people who asked him questions asked him questions like they seem to have spoken with him before, which I wouldn't be surprised about. I bet a lot of them are also season ticket holders for the Mariners and have rubbed elbows with him at various events. Absolutely. I, think I don't think good, that's an unfair assumption to make. No, I think it's a good point to note that he was clearly, especially like everything down to like what he said, the way he said it, his attire, the way he was drinking coffee, like he was kicked back, relaxed. Drinking coffee out of a mug. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the mug was a good touch. A true, to the point where I was wondering like if I'm being Truman showed drinking coffee out of a mug that i believed said women's lives are our passion what we didn't see is the other side of the mug said ruining <laughs> <laughs> um yeah just sorry yes sorry getting back to that absolute comfort drinking coffee talking to his peer group uh J john were you where are you were you were you shocked were you not shocked um, does this feel like a shoe that you've kind of felt like a sort of Damocles kind of situation where you kind of felt this? We all knew, like, we know who these people are. We've known who they were in little fits and starts. We see it coming through. Uh, but it's always been shadowy, right? And this yeah. is, this is it rounding into full unpleasant color. Is, is that where you are? More or less. I mean, a big part of this is, you know, it's all well and good to say, like, Oh, yeah, the big, wealthy, executive, you know, <laughs> set of MLB is, you know, the big bad, you know, and, and I, I've said that, I think we've all said that, but like, it's, you know, it's obvious, but it's, you know, like, whether you're looking at John Stanton or Kevin Mather or the ownership of any, you know, organization around the league, you know, it, it is pretty obvious that this, you know, many of these mentalities, at least when it comes to the financial components, that's how the team feels. That's how the that's how the league feels. That's how the people in power 
feel and how they're going to operate. The reason that the system works is in large part because they have plausible deniability in any circumstance that, you know, oh, well, we're just negotiating, uh, you know, but when you say, oh, we expected free agents to come hat in hand sort of groveling for hat in hand hat in hand the literal phrase he used yeah when you when you say you know we made a competitive offer um i I forget competitive wasn't the exact word but it was it was we made an extension offer to kelnick and he's going to be a free agent because he wouldn't take the contract evan white took and he's not going to be in the majors because he didn't take the contract evan white took you know you're 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 giving you're giving the game away which is the same thing that you know we all say or ma- I, many I, of us say and and reporters will say or allude to but because you can't have people on the record saying it it doesn't really work but the 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 big big brain boy el presidente <laughs> said nope we're gonna we're gonna just say it to to some people uh at at breakfast over over some over you know, eggs scrambled over, eggs over yeah some over pancakes. easy yep i mean that, that's the part that blows my mind is that like all of this works because you have people who maybe they're not particularly smart some of the people in charge of teams are very smart some of them probably are not all that smart but they're good enough at the baseline okay this is what we have to say so that we don't get in trouble so that we keep getting to do what we do right and in that way we almost should be celebrating kevin mather i know <laughs> let me just oh, sorry let me, i need a time stamp it took us eight minutes let me celebrate let me let you sit with that for just a second <laughs> let that marinate no, i got you uh, but no, I mean, honestly, I, and I've said this before because I've I've experienced coded sexism in my life. Um, I've seen coded racism. Honestly, I prefer for you to just fly that flag. Like, let me just see it straight out. So I so I know who, to me, it's almost refreshing when somebody who I suspect of being a dirtbag says something outright dirtbaggy. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I feel very comfortable slapping this label on you. You are, in fact, a misogynist. Um, and it it just feels like living a little more honestly, because then once we have that out in the open, we can start to, to deal with it. Right. Um, and so the difference is that most, most, um, exact, and again, this is what the PR department exists to do is they, they clamp down. I can only imagine poor Rebecca Hale must be, uh, just, I don't know. If I were her, I would be on a plane somewhere, just like absolutely in a way you cannot, you cannot pay me enough to deal with this particular uh, storm. But yeah, it's, uh, that's what that department exists to do is to close this down so that we have whisperings of it, but we don't have outright proof. And that's what's damaging about this is we have outright proof of service time manipulation it's literally right there in what he says. Um, and this is going to be huge because it's going to affect not just the Mariners and the Mariners moving f- forward and how players f- and labor interact, but it's also, this is something that could very easily come up in the collective bargaining agreement. Absolutely. I mean, this could shape baseball going forward. 
it's I think the real when was the last time that we had an hour's worth of video of a baseball exec at this level of power just chatting about <laughs> no phones every... in sight just vibing <laughs> exactly <laughs> but like this is going to the flip like the good side is that this is going to prompt a lot of action like it has to and maybe that's foolish of me but it will prompt action in some capacity more negatively i think this is gonna completely silence just about every other franchise and every mm. other man in a position of power like this like the leashes are going to be very tight yeah i mean a big like <laughs> this was i mean it's wild that we even got this i'll say that and and I believe Eric Hess is that the name? Mm-hmm. Am I am I correct? Yes. Eric shout Hess? outs to yeah. at Seattle Sun Devil DVL. Absolutely. I mean, full spelling on the first two words DVL on Devil. Who was the one who was in a YouTube rabbit hole? He says, yeah. and happened across this and was like, "Huh, interesting baseball info in here." Because there is. I mean, Mather does talk about like uh, how many fans might be in the ballpark because of COVID yeah. and stuff. There is legitimately interesting. Like, if we were reporting this as a straight presser, there would be stuff in there that would be interesting. But then it goes so much further. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, even and and some of the other components where it's like ostensibly like you could say this, and it would probably not be great. But like the Marco Gonzalez story, where he pins. A, a veteran pitcher we traded to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Who could it be? <laughs> like, Who could it be wall. now? Real, <laughs> real tricky one Is to figure like that out. Is it like You know, well, it's like the, all of these are like, you know, so many of these are like individual components where, yeah, like you said, it's interesting and it could be whatever, but it's it, it all comes together to be one, like you, like you said, that service time manipulation point, like, because of how, you know, the Chris Bryant case is always the one that people point to. Of like, this was the most blatant. He was so obviously ready. They didn't have a established person in front of him, and they still didn't call him up. And to boot, they ended up missing the playoffs by two games. <laughs> so it was like, in you know, foresight and hindsight, seemed really obvious. Still lost his case because you need someone saying it. Like yes, outright so, saying it on tape. And I want to like, say, I don't know that this is enough because it's not, it's still not like him saying outright, like, oh yeah, we kept him down because of that. But it is pretty much him saying we kept him down because of that. And I mean, like, so many people have to be furious. Yes. And I mean, we're going to go through the laundry list. Mm-hmm. Ryan Divish started a list. I <laughs> added to the list. Um, it's really, I mean, it, it really is shattering in the top to bottom nature of the list of people who are offended by Kevin Mather's comments today. Not least of which are a legion of Mariners fans who are rightfully pissed. I would almost count myself as double pissed because not only am I pissed as a fan, I'm pissed on behalf of the individual players. So, um, and to add, go ahead. If I may add, I'm pretty angry, to be honest, that this is what will get him fired. (laughs) Because, (laughs) and like, from the Mariners' perspective, y'all could have saved yourself 
so much trouble. Let this be a lesson. Let this be a lesson. Dick's gonna dick. (laughs) Like, no, seriously. If you you don't enact meaningful consequences against someone, they are going to do it again. And I mean, pause for brief reflection on current American history. But yes, uh, I, I feel similarly, Isabel, like I'm torn between being very happy because I felt I went from being like, oh, I don't know how the Mariners are going to cover this up to like, I absolutely feel like Kevin Mather is going to lose his job uh, yeah. within the span of this morning. Just in considering all of these ramifications, there is no way that he remains employed by the Mariners. Right. Are we all in agreement on that? Absolutely. Especially given that this has now reached national level news. Absolutely. Instead of just in the Seattle Times. But what sucks... Yeah, we've got the New York Daily News, we've got, you know... Olbermann, CBS. The the national reporters are talking about it. Like, the Mariners... It takes a lot for the Mariners to do something that gets on this level. And it's, frankly, I feel like kind of the job of the CEO and president of the Mariners to not get in... (laughs) get in the crosshairs of those things let that be the purview of the mets and the, you know the dodgers or yeah it's, like. it's really hard for the mariners to make national news and even the lorena martin case didn't crack a ton nationally yeah. but i feel like as more and we're on a sunday here too so things are but as people start to fire up their columns for monday i anticipate this only getting bigger which is why i wanted to get this podcast out now and uh, thank you guys for hopping on here with me. Um, I think a shitty alternative that I'll stick out there too is that he willfully, quote unquote, resigns. Uh, yes, which would be yeah very uh, disappointing. Like, because at this point too, I don't just want to see him gone. I want to see him shot out of a cannon. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. I agree with you, and I think that because of his long-standing tenure with the club, it probably will be something where he writes a big public statement and he apologizes, but he doesn't apologize for any of the stuff we actually want him to apologize for. And fire up the notes app, yeah, oh, fire up! <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have to have a jumbo-sized screen. This thing's gonna be in like four-point font. Um, I, I I absolutely agree with you. I think what's disappointing, Isabel, to me is, like, it's not the sexual harassing that is going to get him fired. It's not the casual and not-so-casual racism in what he said today. It's really the economic implications of what he did and that ownership is going to be very unhappy with him about. And the MLBPA is probably unhappy with him. Uh, but the MLB and the rest of the owners group is going to be unhappy with him. And that's going to be where the pressure comes from. We got a question uh, from Tieran, Tieran 7 who wanted to know how likely are any current and future Mariners to win any collusion cases for service time manipulation after Mather admitted to doing so in a public forum. And John, you touched on this a little bit, yeah. but I did kind of want to circle back to this. Um, I mean, yeah, Un- unfortunately, it is. It hasn't been done. The like the last time MLB lost a collusion case was nineteen eighty seven. When whenever it was that 
the entire league, like all 30 teams, or I guess not all 30 at that point, but all of the teams were uh, found in court to have been colluding to lower free agent uh, salaries, which, by the way, really not that long ago. Um, and not a lot changed. They just expanded so they could get a bunch of new money back uh, to make up for that, which is like literally what the commissioner, the, the then commissioner said they did. That's not just, you know, like perspective on it. That is that is like how they did it. So the the moving forward, like no player has won a uh, case uh, arguing for service time manipulation. And even this, I think it would be hard to hard to see it happening. But I think it's very likely we see it now. If not, probably we might see it from Kalnick. Just in thinking about who he is as a person. I think he's much more likely to be sort of going for himself there. Uh, Grant Bronston, who helped write up the and transcribe uh, the article. And is kind of our, like, contracts wonk at the site. Yes. Um, he noted Logan Gilbert actually may have a better case just based on what was said by Mather because Mather straight up said he won't be up on April 1st, but he'll be up later in April. Um, like just was more explicit about that. Um, and like, I think Gilbert probably has a weaker case for the baseball angle in terms of the Mariners actually do have probably six or seven starting pitchers who might be better than Logan Gilbert right now. Whereas they probably don't have three outfielders better than him, uh, Jared Kelnick. They don't have a left fielder. Yeah, they, <laughs> right. I mean, but, but that usually isn't. That hasn't been enough. That part hasn't been enough to win the case. It has been a lack of evidence. So I could, I, I think we will see at least two cases. And particularly, I think in Kelnick's case, there's a there's a real connection to be made. Um, how Kelnick did not uh, sign the long term deal, and as such, is sort of being punished in Tacoma. Um, pursuant to this, Nat Lang, Nat, at Nat Lang 34, Lang is with an E, sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, Lang. wants to know how might the union respond to this stuff? So a little bit related to that. <laughs> Why are we laughing? I, I just am sort of picturing. Picturing the union's response? Picture, yeah, just like a endless scream, sort of Edward Munch, hands on the cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Just Tony Clark, just grin, just <laughs> getting bigger and bigger, like the Cheshire Cat. Um, I mean, they're definitely going to be somewhere between livid and indignant, right? I mean, they have now on on record, uh, you know, an exec saying, you know, disparaging, speaking disparagingly about the union, but also. I mean, the the it was not a something that was lost on me or many readers, I imagine, uh, and it certainly won't be lost on the union. That in this same breath, Kevin Mather talked about how embarrassing it was that they were starting the season on time in Arizona because of uh, the COVID risk, and also saying, "Oh well, we're gonna have tick, we're gonna be able to sell some tickets down there. You just may have to adjust your schedule." Um, 
it's stunning how and, little loyalty Kevin Mather displayed to literally any entity in this entire yeah, conversation. This, any <laughs> yeah, entity. This was, this was just letting it spray. Just any. Any in, entity. In every sense of the word. Including <laughs> multiple times, it sounds like, in people's ears. From yes, very rolled up proximity. into that breakfast. I did not love the whispering in the ear. <laughs> oh, that's uh, gross. Going yeah, back so to the much whispering whispering. in the ear well. That's, th- that's, you know, that is a personal dislike, <laughs> distaste, but... I, I think maybe specifically for Kevin Mather should maybe have been, again, I question the effectiveness of the sensitivity training. He feels like yeah, it's, it's okay yeah. to do so much whispering into people's ears. Uh, yeah, he just rolled up into this breakfast like Scarface. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of questions about uh, the effects on the team, and, the, and we'll get into all of that. Um, one question... That kind of has come up a lot that I'm seeing over and over again. Uh, what does this do to the guys who... What does this do to the relationship that the Mariners have with their young prospects? Prospects Specifically, how does this impact those early long-term deals that we... He, he scorned Kelnick. And it definitely... It doesn't read like that in the transcript. But, like, if you listen to the video and listen to how... How he talks about Kelnick, he obviously thinks he's, like, a little big for his britches, which I understand. Like, for a lot of people, that is the Jared Kelnick experience, is, like, the dude is very, very confident, and you dude react to that. Dude is busted out of a lot of britches. <laughs> yeah, he's, there's, there's, there's no just a it. trail of broken britches behind him. <laughs> <laughs> broken britches behind Kelnick, broken bridges behind Mathers. So, yes. You know, in that way, they're really, really two of a, two of a kind. Um, but, so I understand that. How do you feel, though, that this, Mather did kind of say that, like, this is something that they're angling to do with a lot of their young players is lock them up to these extensions. Obviously, it does make financial sense for the teams. I tend to think of these things as, like, a win-win, even though, uh, you know, you have the cases of Acuna and Albies, who obviously were kind of being underpaid. I don't think the Evan White deal is a terrible deal. He kind of characterized it as something that Mather thought was a really good deal, but other people on the team themselves were, and we've heard this before too, that this was Kelnick's approach to it. Uh, It just seems like Kelnick is very out of favor with the organization for how he reacted to that, which is a huge bummer because it really feels like we're going to get him for six years and he's going to be out the door as soon as he possibly can. Um You've got six years to repair your relationship with Jared Kelnick. Mariners, good luck. Well, quite frankly, I would not be shocked if we only get, what, three years max? Like, if he's a superstar, they hold on to him for a couple years, and depending on where the team is at, I would not be surprised to see him traded elsewhere. I don't think Kelnick is going to go anywhere because I think he's going to help the team win for a long time. But uh, I do have a lot of questions about how any of this ever resolves itself. Um, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, not only no. not only from, like, a contract standpoint, but from a basic level of trust standpoint, this destroys any sense of safety for the players in terms of like how they communicate with upper level management. This has just like cratered any sense of um, silence 
or mutually agreed upon privacy. Mm. Uh, it like a lot of this feels really invasive, um, and for all that, like obviously we're on the outside looking in, and we want to hear all this information, but at the same time, like thinking of like Iwakuma or Julio, like I desperately, desperately wish that that had just been left out. That Mather, like we wouldn't. I think the case for his firing would probably be lesser if he didn't say such racist things. Uh, yeah, real, but real I really, racist. I just really wish, for the sake of the players, that he had not said that. Because that, how do you then go to work knowing, oh, this is what my boss thinks of me? Like, if yeah. you are a non-native English-speaking player in the Mariners organization, how do you put on your uniform and go out on the field and know that? this is what the president of your organization and we've talked uh, we got a lot of questions too i'm sorry if i'm not mentioning your questions by name a lot of them we got a lot like there weren't a lot when we started and then all of a sudden there were a ton and a lot of them overlap so i just want a blanket statement thank you so much for sending in your questions um i will try to get to all of them in one way or another um we did get some questions about okay even if you fire mather how does the team make this right? And I think a big part of it is it starts with an apology to Iwakuma, don't you think? It starts with a, a, a lot of apologies. Yeah. It starts with a yeah, okay. And it had better come with a lot of private apologies, not just from Kevin Mather. I think that's a really important thing. I think you, you need apologies from other people in the organization because... Um, Mather can apologize, but Mather's also going to be gone. And the guys in the org and the guys who were formerly employed by the org know who he's friends with and who Mm -hmm. aligns with him. Like, Jerry DePoto had better be calling everyone up and apologizing, too. I don't know. Like, everyone. Hats off. I'm hoping, I'm hoping the reason, talk about hat in hand. Um, I'm hoping that the reason we haven't heard anything from the Mariners PR department is because the entire front office is on a plane to wherever Julio Rodriguez is. I think he's made it to Arizona by now. He he left Tampa a couple of days ago. Yeah, Yeah. I want everybody, I want like a... 80s romantic comedy Jerry DePoto with a boombox over his head, like grand gesture the hell out of the whole thing because and Julio is I I mean, Julio popped up in the DMs today. What is is all of this about? Because of course, people tagged him, which I wish they wouldn't have done. Like obviously he was going to find out about it anyway but you know, like that's that's their and he should know, but not over he, social he would, media. He would have found out. He definitely would have found out. Rather than a stranger online being like, hey, yeah. look at this shit someone's talking about you. Yeah. And I mean, Julio being Julio, he is he is motivated to prove them wrong, uh, to prove Mather wrong. I think Julio, just from kind of a brief discussion with him, is able to or willing to see this as one quote-unquote bad actor um a lot of them understand it's a business you know d gordon it's a business it's a business um and i think that that is something julio knows too and obviously it is a business 
But this goes beyond it being a business and into a personal insult. And Julio absolutely deserves an apology from the front office, Mather, everyone who was involved in any way with, um, I mean, Andy McKay, he might not have done anything wrong. I think Andy McKay is probably borrowing Tom Murphy's crossbow and trying to figure out where Kevin Mather lives because of the comments he made about he made about the prospects. But and if I'm Andy McKay, I'm on the phone today with every single prospect whose name and that's not just Julio, uh, but it's also Cal Raleigh. It's also Luis Torrens, whose name was mispronounced. I mean, Torres. there's I mean... so much damage control to do here. Well, to say nothing of future signings, future draft picks, future international signings, this and it doesn't again, it doesn't matter. The, for the people who asked about, you know, what happens after Mather is gone, it it still lingers. This is not going away anytime soon. This is going to leave a mark on the organization internally, um, like in the players' world, for a fair bit, I would say. Absolutely, because, again, we got a lot of questions about, will this make Seattle less desirable? And because his insults, Scarface-like, were (laughs) all over, uh, you have apologies to make not just in the with these particular players and in the Mariners community, but you have apologies to make within the entire community of Latin prospects. You have apologies to make within the community of entire Japanese ballplayers. And, you know, if a guy's going to be racist against a Japanese person's English, he's probably going to... You can just safely roll up, like, uh, the KBO and all the other overseas leagues into that. Yeah, I think a big feature of this is also that we haven't we we're starting to get bits and pieces from like family members of players julie seeger uh we saw oh yes because it's not enough to just insult the players who (laughs) for their english but also it you should also alienate as many veterans as you possibly can while you're doing it overpaid obviously you know we've lived in seattle for a long time I've heard a lot of people on radio shows call Kyle Seeger overpaid. Kyle Seeger is very well paid. There's no doubt about it. But he's also been really good. And he's like that. That part is like it's horrific, horrific management to call your employees in a public forum overpaid or just mock them or all these things. And to the to the I think the, the larger thing here is that. We haven't heard from many of the players yet. Obviously, like Julio tweeted, but like you usually don't have a dynamic in baseball, not really in many sports, but certainly in baseball, the most sort of straight-laced, you know, button-up sport where ownership and management say something completely whack and the players can actually feel fully justified in responding honestly. Like, every player in the Mariners organization now has pretty much carte blanche to say what they feel and not worry about, like, oh, is this going to impact how other teams think about me? Like, no, because they also all want to say, fuck you, Kevin Mather, because you blew up our spot. Like, yeah, I I mean, it, it is, I don't know. There's a ton of apologies and a ton of 
changes that I think the Mariners will have to make, and that probably ultimately won't impact them too much in terms of getting other teams or other players to come to them just because there's only 30 teams, there's only so many spots. Ooh, I disagree. Well, I but I mean, like, I think of it as, like, I think it is going to matter until they do at least some baseline getting firing him making a series of statements and showing some degrees of improvement and contrition i think that it's still going to linger for at least a couple years though yeah i just i think this i think it also reflects pretty sloppily from a pr standpoint no player is going to want to go to an organization that airs their dirty laundry like this. Um, That's just, it's fucking sloppy. And if you can avoid that, which you can, because yeah, there are only 30 teams, but also, Hey, there are 29 others who aren't the Seattle Mariners. Why not? That is a question that we got a bunch of times as people being interested in knowing if this, I would say that the most of the questions we got were about does this hurt the Mariners being able to retur- retain their young core on long-term extensions? Specifically, it sounds like that bridge with Kelnick might be burned, specifically Julio. Um, and does this make the Mariners less desirable as a landing spot in free agency? Right. Well, and I'm curious, too, less so about the Mariners as a landing spot for free agency and some of the questions we got about what this means for the long-term contracts that he was explicitly saying they plan to try and give out to some of their younger prospects. I like, I'm curious about what those players do now, whether a, whether long-term contracts will still be in play. Cause now, you know, Mather has just shared the game plan there. Um, but also whether, younger players will try and use this as leverage if they know that they're going to be potentially offered a longer term deal. Um, yeah, I don't know. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I agree. I think the likelihood of those extensions are significantly lowered by this. Um, I mean, why would you want to be the next one to extend with this team if you had the choice to do that or not? I mean, obviously, you know, it is life-changing money for a lot of these guys, but, like, 
you uh, Evan White already we've heard this from the team we've heard this from Kevin Mather we've heard this from other places at the time when it happened like the MLBPA and player like other players tried to discourage Evan White from signing the contract because it was such low cost stuff like I mean obviously it's a I think it is a reasonable deal because he was only in double a and he hadn't you know necessarily had this high profile situation but like so many players are going to I think see this and think oh they think we're I'm the next mark you know that that I'm the next you know easy sucker that they're gonna bring in here like yeah because even when he was describing the Evan White signing it comes across as distinctly disingenuous and yeah. very sort of caddy the canary. Yeah. Oh, I like Evan White now. Yeah. Like, like you mentioned with rel- in relativity to Kelnick Kate, where it was pretty disparaging. Like, and you know, that doesn't, it's not surprising. Like, of course that's how he thinks about it. Of course that's how, you know, he and Stanton and the sort of ownership angle, because I mean, that's what Mather's role is, is he's, sort of putting into practice the business end of the team, which is where the, you know, where ownership is most heavily directly involved. Like it still matters a lot that it's actually out there publicly. I wish, I mean, as far as the Evan White signing goes, I think like there are extenuating circumstances to look at there, which are, um, Evan White badly wanted security for his family. Um, He does not. And this was, I think, again, something that was very telling about Kevin Mather that he was talking about, like, um, 23 million is life changing money, but 55 million like affects your grandchildren's lives. And I was like, I don't. Both of those money, yeah. both of those dollar amounts change lives, Kevin Mather. Like, I don't, one million dollars would change my family's life. Like, um, so again, just like how power, to- how money talks about money. But this is something we've seen. The Mariners have been sloppy on in, in the past. Uh, Jesse Smith, who I, I like and respect as an analyst, but, you know, was on a pod, was on the hot stove show bragging about how the Mariners are able to underpay these Ivy League educated analysts because they want to work in baseball and because working in baseball is such a um, a hot commodity. Everyone wants it. And so they're willing they're willing to get underpaid. And it, it's really it's gross that baseball is continually patting itself on the back about how it can get a deal on people or, or be able to to do these things without having to pay full market value for them. And I think like in that context, the Evan White signing looks bad in the context of Evan White wanted that guaranteed money. His mother has a cancer diagnosis. Like that's his personal choice. And I just feel like talking about it, politicizing it in any way, one way or the other, isn't totally fair because it was his, it was his choice and it was what he felt like he needed to do. Um, so that that issue overall, I think, is complicated. Um, but Kevin Mather makes it very not complicated when he is obviously gloating about it and assigning moral value to it, which is gross. Like, you're not a team player if you're not willing to sign the big 
the big extension, which is not big maybe in terms of your market value. Yeah, I think a lot of, in general, like this is not Kevin Mather specific, but the way that we talk about base, like professional baseball players and specifically about minor leaguers in relation to their financial value to these enormous corporations. You know, we have Evan, we have like Jared Kelnick under control for six years. Um, Player X is good value because we were able to sign him to a deal that undervalues him tremendously. Like, I get that that's, you know, we say it over and over. You said it earlier, baseball is a business, but just because it's a business doesn't mean it has to be this type of business Mm -hmm. it it and it doesn't mean we have to totally devalue people and judge them only on their willingness to be underpaid like that's gross and saying that out loud is gross um how do we come back from this what hire can the mariners make that is what what can they do possibly to repair their image, which I think is thoroughly tarnished. And as we've said, and we haven't even gone into all the different, <laughs> all, we don't have time on this podcast to cover every group that was pissed off or insulted by what Kevin Mather said in an hour. Our hour is not enough for that. Um, but like so many, we have so many questions about like, where and I think it's a very common sense among Mariners fans. Where do we go from here? Yeah. Well, let's be very, very clear here. Kevin Mather, if all goes well, will soon no longer be employed by the Mariners. But his exit does not mean that anything about the organization has changed. Like the ideals are still in place. He is not the only one who thinks these things. He's not the only one who says these things. He's the only one, though, to go on the Bellevue Breakfast Club and uh, <laughs> say them out loud like this. Um, and I don't think it doesn't change my feelings on the team at all. But I'm also, you know, a couple weeks back, I wrote uh, about trying to rekindle my baseball fandom and specifically my Mariners fandom and I had noted that it would be sort of a recurring installment and looking at a couple different ways that people are grappling with a loss of baseball fandom and I have dropped the ball pun intended tremendously in large part because each week that I sort of settled down to think about it new terrible news broke and it just seemed like the question was not or I guess the question is not oh you know how do I keep staying a baseball fan it's much more so is there any way that I can still be a baseball fan at this point I hope this is not a callous way of of looking at it and certainly not the only way I'm thinking about it but I think that one of the most frustrating parts of this entire saga already is there have there already there was plenty to 
feel dispirited by with regards to the Mariners, with regards to Kevin Mather specifically, uh, and you know, with regards to John Stanton and Mariners sort of executive branch. But I think there was legitimately, at least among the players, uh, quite a bit to be enthusiastic about among the prospects quite a bit to be enthusiastic about and that's you know and it's just after we got past the Lorena Martin thing like we had just just literally just done this where the team felt like it was on an upswing and we're all excited and then that happened and then all this okay but they signed Paxton and things were we were on the upswing and then this like come on yeah like and this like this is so exasperating because it does stretch into that. Like, it really, I think, will have ramifications for, you know, how do you ask your... One of the, th- one of the big things we talked about, I, I must have said the word buy-in dozens of times. We've, we've all said the word buy-in dozens of times. Of like, how do you get players to go... Full in, go, you know, fully commit to an organization that has no record of success, has, in fact, the, the long, opposite, yeah, the opposite of a record of success. <laughs> exactly. And and I think, understandably so, the Mariners, for two, you know, for, for all their foibles, said, all right, we just got to acquire guys from the start of their careers, build them up in our organization, have our coaching staff and our player development and our trainers, um, you know, work with them, have them develop camaraderie and community and, you know, a sense that they're going to do it for themselves and for each other and for this organization. And then you send your, you know, the people in charge out and they just, you know, talk shit about it and mock, you know, and and talk down some of the things that, you know, the organization not necessarily Kevin Mather, but like the organization themselves, you know, have legitimately been relatively at the front of like improving the educational thing services offered in their Dominican Academy. And like, that's not a particularly high bar to clear, but it is something that the Mariners could legitimately say, we do a really good job at this relative to other teams. And then you're just going out and making fun of that. And yes, like how I mean, severely even, you're undercutting even here your player development and your coaching, it cannot be understated. And how insulting that is to your players. I don't know how you get that trust back without a significant amount of clearing house. Even here at home, the hometown nine plan, uh, mm-hmm. which is players of color, but also there are players whose first language might not be English or who come from homes where the first language is not English included in that program. How do you tell them that when you're patting yourself on the back about how, how you're making this, this investment in the community, how do you square that with allowing somebody who clearly thinks that second language speakers are deficient in some way are lacking these skills? How how do you, how, how do you square that? You cannot. And it's, it's such a betrayal. Ooh, I'm getting, I'm getting really worked up. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm getting because, mad. Well, and especially because you have to, unfortunately, this is the sort of, like, MLB as a whole, and the Mariners in particular, they've allowed this man to stay 
in their front office since 1985-86 and continue to work his way up to the point where now, as you're looking at firing him and getting rid of anyone who he really was partnered with or things that he was associated with, he has left a trail throughout the entire organization. Like, there's not a single thing that does not have Kevin Mather grubby paw prints on. Like, I can't... I can't even properly articulate. Yeah. I mean, we got a question from James Roberts at Junk Ball Pitchin. Is there any scenario where the front office gets trust back in your mind after this situation? Feels like execs have proven little about their care for winning or the team at large or the people who are fans of their team. James, thanks for your question. I mean, even if you were a coach, like all of those groups, you know, the fans, the players, uh, you know, media, like it's incredibly difficult, but like the literally the people that is that are reporting to Kevin Mather. It, no, you just you burn the whole thing down and you crowdfund <laughs> a new baseball team. Uh, that is the baseball as solution. municipally owned. Yes, uh, public works. Yes, treat it like a co-op. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I would love to see what the cost of uh, owning a piece of the Mariners. <laughs> Would be if we didn't have like the root sports issue that's, and all of that. That's one way to really get around their blocking our access. It's like, oh no, now we own part of it. You have to let us in. Absolutely. I don't. I don't know how you get the trust back. I mean, you know, it's like literally a new relationship. It's very hard to build and very easy to break trust. And in terms of with fans. Mariners didn't really have that trust at this point. They have they've not had that trust for quite a while. And what no. trust they had built, that's broken again. Um I think we as people who follow the team, you know, in a semi professional way, as well as a, you know, obviously we're fans of the players and whatnot, like I have no trust in in the team and, and I don't know uh I I mean obviously they're gonna fire Kevin Mather. I think I think that's gonna happen. But I don't think also, they should fire Kevin Mather, mm-hmm. and then John Stanton steps down, and all of the other old white guys at the top <laughs> also decide to collectively retire and spend more time with their lovely wives and go travel to resorts and live out perfectly happy lives. Um, and they just clean house entirely. I mean, to to bring it to the point, and we were talking about this a little bit before. What was what was the fabulous Shakia Taylor? Oh yeah, uh, it's just shut up. It's so easy to shut up. Um, yeah. that is her refrain, or at least just right. Something that she often. Uh, Why do rich people have of? such a hard time with that? Right. Why, like it, why it, are it rich is, people so you know, bad right? at we, just we, we, because we talk, they've been involved? Yeah, and. and this is god if i was rich i would just spend all my time being rich i would spend none of it being racist what? sexist or yeah. transphobic well, it, in a public it's forum not just, it's I not just, just how hard is them. this it's power and it's being in a position 
where you can force people to listen to you. <laughs> and that is intoxicating and toxic in equal measure. And I will say that some of the things that I've heard about Kevin Mather, I don't want to, um, you know, sp- speculate or, or dredge things up, but there are things that you hear from being around the team. And one of the things that I've heard is like, and I think this is true for a lot of people who want to be in baseballs. Um, you know, baseball <laughs> front offices are riddled with people who once wanted to be players, uh, people who love the sport and love the game and just want to be connected to it in some way. And sometimes that can lead to, um, just like wanting to be a cool kid. And I feel like, oh, I'm a, I'm a baseball insider. I'm going to, I'm going to, and again, he felt emboldened because he was at a breakfast he'd been at multiple times something he apparently does many has done many times in the past with people he considered his peer group and it was well just just between us but then the just between us became for everyone and I think what's upsetting about that is not just the the content of the things he said which are upsetting in and of themselves but also the realization that, like, had it not been for this stream, so many of us wouldn't have known about it. And it's just a reminder of how many of us aren't just one of us, just between us. So many of us would not have known about it. But I think a lot of us at this point in our fandom would still have known, if that makes sense. Like... Like what we said earlier today, this doesn't, none of this is shocking. And I don't know about the two of you, but especially after the last year plus, I just sort of feel like I assume the worst at any given point about every single, particularly every single man I encounter in baseball. I assume the absolute worst and rarely am I pleasantly surprised, but uh, on the flip side, I am not sort of blown away each time something like this breaks. It's a very uh, sort of protectionist way of consuming baseball still. It's a real opportunity, too, for um, for the baseball media to step up in how they cover this sport and for the fans to step up and say, because unlike the Lorena Martin thing, I think, which was successfully buried by the Mariners and um, didn't make a national story. Thanks in part to Kevin Mather. Right. He's explicitly noted, <laughs> as you may recall, um, for being one of the people that Dr. Martin went to, uh, to complain and to get some action. Um, Yeah, sorry, carry on. I just wanted to, like I said, sticky fingers all over everything. Sticky fingers all over everything. I cannot remember what I was saying now. This is, no, no, it's, it's my fault. Uh, Just the, the Twitter, Twitter has been uh, on fire all day today. And I think that's also like, a really good example of excellent like, meme work everybody like, <laughs> truly meme work like there is something there is something for everyone in this video um you name it and he has uh 
just stepped in it. I was going to say, it's like an opera cake of scandal. (laughs) There's there's like level one, like, you probably shouldn't have told that story about Marco Gonzalez slamming Mike Leake against a a locker. Like, oh, you probably shouldn't have talked about the the union and us negotiating. Oh, you probably shouldn't have, like, said your best prospect is uh, not good at English, which also is like a wildly, like, bad and inaccurate thing to say. Like... I love the LL commenters terribly, but I think it speaks volumes that everyone has been able to find something to yell about within this uh, and are collectively seem to collectively agree. It's bad. Yeah. Like even, (laughs) even like, I mean, it is amazing. That is the amazing thing really is that like, even if you were someone who wanted to like say like, I don't see why this is like racist or uncool, you would still be furious about seven other things that this dude said. Like it is an, um, it is an amazing sort of coalescence of foot in mouth. (laughs) And it means that we're left trying to discuss it and are sort of just fumbling along the way. Cause they're really, there are so many things. Uh, I was distracted because I realized that a thrown away tweet that I said about um, Kevin Mathers, which with a curse in it, um, that was an anger tweet about Kevin Mathers, English being or Spanish being not anywhere near Julio's not tremendous English has racked up like a thousand likes, um, which I'm a little bit ashamed about because it was, again, just an anger, an anger tweet. Um, personally, I, I feel like if you're not offended by that, you need to do some serious thinking. Um, but I, I agree, Isabel, like there is something to be angry about for pretty much everybody. And it's, it's, a it's... golden corral of fuck up. <laughs> I mean, it's just, there's a chocolate fountain of racism. There's a, a salad bar of labor inequalities. I mean, just as far as the eye can see, it's a, it's a sizzler. We, we will ask you to vote on your favorite analogy for this. Because <laughs> I agree, shit show is, is tired and um, also a cursy thing to say. So, yeah, please, please pick your favorite analogy for the way to describe the Kevin Mather situation. Um, Shit show I'm also really... often implies like multiple parties at work. The real magnitude of this, this was a one-man show. It was a one-man <laughs> show, but I mean, it was a stunning, I just, again, I, I haven't even comprehended, I think, all the levels of people he it, angered. Because it's not just, I mean, it's it's the ones that are obvious to us, but it's also something as easy as saying like, oh, we're in financial, we're in better financial st- shape than most, which, you know, ownership can't be happy with. And it, it's dropping Dr. Fauci's name. Like he's dropping Dr. I shouldn't say this, but <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that okay, was a it's Dr. Fauci. Like, why uh, you, somehow this is the thing that you say. I probably shouldn't say this. That was the <laughs> wildest part. This in this interview where he was like like a breath away from self-awareness and then just screeched off away from it 
I feel very strongly like I have to go lie down. But <laughs> before I do that, I would like to ask one more question. Yeah. It comes from our excellent site moderator who I've been very busy today and not able to dive into a lot of the comments. Um, but I assume he's been busy. Bless you, Sweezo, at JT Sweezo. Um, he wants to know, what type of ballistic weaponry is your choice to with which to launch Kevin Mather into the sun? I would worry about the ramifications of his presence on the sun. Mm. Um, if we can do some sort of setup where he is launched just into sort of the nebulous space left to float and scream all alone. Like one of those little uh, Among Us guys, like just yeah. when they get ejected, just... I'm going to pretend that I know things like Among Us and so yeah, I'm yes. very, very hip with the kids. Yeah, I would like... I think you could... You, uh, my preference would be sort of a traditional cannon, however you do turn that sucker <laughs> straight 90 degrees down and plant him... <laughs> Uh, like a great coniferous tree uh, and and just kind of leave them there and what what comes may come Uh, uh, yeah okay i would like a series of cannons set to one of the mariners um fireworks displays in t-mobile park so all fans in attendance can witness it just like I was gonna say, can we get the, can we get the, what, whatever, what the, it's not the Fox Sports. Was it the Fox Sports? The like the music, the like pregame music. Just fired from cannon to cannon, rapid fire. With like the Mariners' background on that like sunset, beautiful northwest sunset, with him just in silhouette doing endless rotations through the stratosphere in front of it. What is it? What was it called? Like during the Salem witch trials, when they would—it wasn't stoning someone, but like they would pile the stones on top of the person until they were crushed. Do you know what mm. I'm talking about? I mean, Rude. I'm willing willing to just call that stoning. Okay. But... Slow so stoning. We, we do stoning. Artisanal but, stoning. But each each person that he specifically offended, each group gets to just sort of lie on top of him and we just oh, sort of no layer. god i don't want to do that we Ew. layer taiwan walker james paxton and eventually princess and the pee him except no he's no the i feel i feel get crushed like i a feel like this would, is in theory there there'd be way too much whispering into ears going oh, on god. no i need a safe safe That's distance so Safe distance. Um, no, I, I'm gonna. I, I like John's shooting him down into the center of the earth. Yeah. Uh, although then I would be worried about contaminating groundwater supplies yeah. and whatnot. Lava, lava's seen worse. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it, I think harmlessly floating about in space might be the the best. Maybe just like an island. Could we just have an island somewhere where we send all these people and there's like a lot of videos and they just have to watch the videos all day long. A really unpleasant island. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not talking about like a tropical one or anything. Yeah, maybe on top of the Great Pacific (gasps) Garbage Patch. That is the most jubilation I've ever heard. I think that 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 name has ever been said with. Here's what I will say. I think we're, we're wrapping up here. Yeah, Kate. 
Oh, um, absolutely. I do want to finish on not a positive note because I think for all of us and hopefully for all of you, this is a little a cathartic. serious note though. Um, I it is my sincere hope that this can be an inspiration for obviously change, uh, changeover, um, not even in a retributive way or, uh, you know, in, in sort of a way with malice, but of a, you have to change <laughs> what this front office looks like because this, it's not going to work if you just kind of try and bandaid it. Um, and I hope that can, you know, in, in concert with that, I hope we see, a very outspoken group of Mariners players developed. That would be fantastic. And, and a group that is not afraid to say what they think and say what they feel because they know now what their, you know, employers think, uh, what the, what the, what the people sort of, in, you know, who, who control their, their futures think. Uh, so I think that that would make for a very fun group of players to root for and i oh I man that, a bunch of know. hammer and sickle mariners yeah, <laughs> rise up my brethren uh, i yeah. mean yeah if the lines are going to be drawn that clearly between management and labor union like here we go all together like everybody link arms and yeah. and maybe that cr- does create like a sense of solidarity yeah. uh the fan base too i mean the fan base is aligned with the players there was a lot of support tweeted at Julio today, specifically. Um, they know that the fans have their backs, and um, you know maybe there will be some 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 positive sides out of this. At the very least, I think a pissed off Jared Kelnick, absolutely obliterating the green monster at Cheney Field, <laughs> could yes. be at Cheney Stadium could be could be a, an upshot of this. I mean, uh yeah, if there's a if there's a group of people I don't want to piss off, it's probably like a bunch of athletic specimens in their 20s. Don't mess with the uh, teens. Like Don't mess you, with the teens. You know, if we just came to like a a pure feats of strength contest, I know whose side I would be on in that. Um I, I, it's the, it's the one good thing about this is it is such a carnival of disaster that it is going to be impossible to ignore. The team absolutely has to do something about it. If they don't, fans will rightfully, because it's not like they have a compelling on-field product, no offense to the players who I love and am excited to watch, but you know, we're not exactly seeing Mookie bets out there. It's not... And there's a still a pandemic at hand, so it, it's going to be difficult to get fans in anyway. It's a great year to take a year off from the Mariners and not give them any money if you uh, if you aren't satisfied with how they act about this. And hopefully they really will have that reckoning. All right. Well, thank you so much for everyone who sent in questions. It's been a tough day. We have much more coverage planned uh, for this upcoming week. We plan on coming at this from a variety of angles uh, because there was ever so much to unpack in that speech. Uh, So we've got a lot. Uh, Stay tuned to Lookout Landing over the course of this next week for breakdowns of the various implications. and, um, And hopefully you can celebrate with us. Yes, Celebrate. I mean, I, yeah. yes. And 
<laughs> we will have some, directions some, on you know, how to bake your baseball coverage while we're yes <laughs> yes and directions on how to 40 and 40 coming soon you bet. <laughs> and directions on how to bake your they finally fired kevin mather celebration cake yep. and other things like we that so. we got it all for you. <laughs> we we've got you from all angles thank you so much for listening thank you for reading we appreciate you and we'll talk to you next time <laughs>